Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, It's amazing how many people have been so wrong about what the president did when he took out the Islamo-Nazi, and yet they're doing victory laps. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? They're taking credit for the president's actions. Or they're attacking him, one or the other. I want to give some friendly advice to President Trump, Secretary Pompeo, and the Trump folks. Stop answering all the questions. They are inane. Well, what do you mean by imminent? Well, what do you mean by imminent? What do you mean by, uh, if you're going to hit one embassy or four embassies? uh, Stop engaging. Stop entertaining these fools. There's no answer to questions like this. Intelligence is not an exact science. It's not physics. For me, quite frankly, it's enough that the Islamo-Nazi was taken off of the uh, planet Earth. And why is Khomeini crying at the funeral? I thought they they lived to die. I thought they lived for 72 virgins. Isn't that the whole thing? Isn't that the whole point? They send off other people to commit suicide and havoc. In the name of their regime, among other things. So this Islamo-Nazi, it's what he is. The greatest terrorist on the face of the earth is killed. I'm still waiting for our ticker tape parade for our president, Secretary of Defense, and Secretary of State. But nobody cares. What do you mean by imminent, 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 imminent? It's like Clinton during the grand jury uh, testimony, remember? Depends what the meaning of is is. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Depends what the meaning of imminent is, is. Nobody cares. There's no constitutional issue here. No World War III. All the code pink Republicans in the Bernie Sanders Democrats were dead wrong, as was the media, and they're very upset about it. So, my advice to the administration is stop engaging these people. Stop engaging the media on this. You're done. You won. You succeeded. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All the naysayers were wrong. All the people on cable, on the networks, on set. Known radio. What if? Now what, what are we going to do? Now what will the Iranians do? And now we have to, what will the Iranians do? What will the Iranians do? Well, they shot down a Ukrainian aircraft. Allegedly by accident. That's what they did. Impeachment. 
I think we all need a neck brace, don't we, to keep track of all this stuff? Impeachment. Nancy Pelosi says, they'll send the articles to the uh, Senate next week. All kinds of commentators who think they're so smart, so clever, and they're going to tell you the real reason she's done what she's done and how she blew it. There's nothing complicated about this we've talked about. Nothing complicated at all. She sought to blackmail the Senate. The problem was, she expected, and I'm being very forthright about this, she expected Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Cory Gardner, among others, to buckle. To buckle. And amazingly, while they were buckling, they stopped buckling. And I think they woke up for their own political careers and maybe even for the good of the country said, we can't join in in this. So McConnell says, we'll deal with witnesses later. So that issue is not dead yet. We're going to have to grapple with that. But still, for today, she miscalculated. She miscalculated. She blew it. She's not under control by anybody. This idea that Nancy Pelosi gets a pass, that there are more radical individuals in her caucus who are controlling her, I don't buy it for two seconds. Nobody's more radical than Nancy Pelosi. She's just an older AOC. She's a leftist. Now you have to understand her background. She comes out of the, the hard radical left Democrat element within the Democrat Party in California. Decades ago, led by a man called Phil Burton. And he spawned the likes of Henry Waxman and others. Hardcore leftists. Nancy Pelosi was one of them. That's how she became a congressperson. That's how she became a congressperson. She got his and his machines in primitive. So AOC has nothing on Tehran Nancy. Nothing on Tehran Nancy. Nancy blew it. I told you before when I think it was Bannon, but it may have been somebody else at this point. I don't remember. Said she's a brilliant strategist. I said, no, I don't know where you're getting that from. She's no brilliant strategist. She's actually an idiot. She's an idiot. So she bungled this. She was power hungry. She controls the house with an iron fist. Nobody controls her in the house. She played games up to the point of impeachment, pretending to give the impression that She was King Solomon, transitioning into Queen Nancy. That she was really sober about this, and she had to keep the radical nutjobs at bay. She is a radical nutjob. And then she pulled the trigger when she thought they had Trump. When they conspired with, colluded with, this phony whistleblower. This CIA spy, if you will, who got information 
from friends and colleagues who had been holdovers and were still the National Security Council. And then he shared it with Schiff staff, including two individuals who've been at the National Security Council. We still need to get to the bottom of this, if you ask me. A complete setup. And then Trump trumped them. Trump's name is like the perfect name, isn't it, Mr. Producer? Trump. He trumps them every time. Says, all right, here's the call. Here's the transcript. Oh, my God. And you know the rest, so I won't repeat it. But she has complete iron-fisted power in the House of Representatives. And she tried to control the United States Senate and give the minority there, Schumer and his mob, an upper hand. So she thought by holding out these unconstitutional, phony articles of impeachment for a long enough time, there'd be pressure building on the usual Republican outliers through the media, through the other groups that these outliers usually respond to. But remarkably, they did respond to them, but not to the point where they were prepared to accommodate Nancy Pelosi's strategy. So it backfired. Now the Democrats, as a practical matter, are looking at the schedule for debates, the Democrat debates. They're looking at the schedule for the Iowa caucuses. And you're going to have Democrat senators who are duking it out for the nomination stuck in a trial in Washington, D.C. And the later it takes place, the more it harms them. We already know who the Republican nominee is going to be. We already know. So she blew it, Pelosi. She's an egomaniac. She's a narcissist. She's power hungry. It's that simple. She's not a brilliant strategist. And she was counting on this handful of Republican outliers, I'll call them, in order to be nice, to deliver her what she wanted. And by the way, they may yet, on this witness issue, they may yet down the road. And so Pelosi lost. Do you know what kind of week this has been for Donald Trump? He takes out the number one terrorist on the face of the earth. And he, and he makes it seem so easy. His enemies, his enemies thought both in and outside the, the media, he would screw it up. That the enemy would, would sack our embassy and Trump would look feckless. And all. No, 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 no. They don't understand the Trump doctrine. The code pink Republicans don't understand the Trump doctrine. The left-wing Democrats don't understand the Trump doctrine. I do. So they killed an American, they sacked our embassy, and that was that. He responded. And he said he would. And he said he was making a threat and not an idle threat. He's immediately attacked. On cable TV, throw out left, code pink Republicans... 
What are the Iranians going to do? What's next? What's next? What are the Iranians going to do? What does he mean by imminent? Imminent. Doesn't have a strategy. No, no, strategy. I mean, he dropped the Obama plan. We had, we had these people in the back. We had all liars and buffoons and fools. And every one of them now claiming victory. Morons. Every one of them. And meanwhile, the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, which has slaughtered so many Created so many refugees, horrific conditions, so, all, so many parts of the world. Had a supporter, Nancy Pelosi. Now, what do I mean by that? I've explained it for days. She didn't support what the president did. She comes up with a non-binding resolution that has as its purpose to be a PR effort against the commander-in-chief in the middle of a battle, effectively. In the middle of a battle. Well, what do you call it? That's why I call her Tehran Nancy. She is Tehran Nancy. Baghdad Bob, Hanoi Jane, Tokyo Rose. Now we have Tehran Nancy. And now Tehran Nancy. Trying to blackmail the United States Senate with her unconstitutional articles. Holding him back. President just beat her. He just beat her. He trumped her the way he trumped the Iranians. They used to underestimate Ronald Reagan. He wiped the floor with them. They underestimate Donald Trump. He wipes the floor with them too. I'll be right back. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Imprimus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more... Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, did the Demo- does the Democrat Party actually have many smart people anymore running it? Nancy Pelosi? Pretty stupid, really. Chuck Schumer? Look at the conga line of fools and freaks and morons that are lining up to run for president. But just to show you how loathsome Tehran Nancy actually is, I want you to listen to this from June 2011. June 2011, when Obama was bombing the hell out of Libya and going after Muammar Gaddafi. Cut 15, go. Madam Leader, you're saying that the president did not need authorization initially and still does not need any authorization from Congress on Libya? Yes. Wow. 
No non-binding resolution on Libya against Obama? Of course not. It's Obama. These people are disgusting. They don't have any consistent principles other than self-aggrandizement and empowerment. Now, I want you to hear this again. This is June 2011. Really a full-out attack on Libya by the Obama administration. Nothing like what Trump did here. Nothing, even close. Cut 15, go. Madam Leader, you're saying that the president did not need authorization initially and still does not need any authorization from Congress on Libya? Yes. Now, they're worried about World War III. They weren't worried about World War III then, were they? In fact, Hillary thought this was all so funny. Muammar Gaddafi's killed. In fact, he's horribly tortured as a means of being killed. And the odd thing is Muammar Gaddafi was really in a box. He was giving us information. He had surrendered his nuclear program. But listen to Hillary Clinton when CBS News, a reporter, asks her about the killing of Muammar Gaddafi. Cut 16, go. So, I mean, that is the land of unconfirmed Yes, we came, we saw, he died. (laughs) Did it have anything to do with your visit? No, I'm sure it did. So it's very funny. This is how Hillary Clinton reacted as Secretary of State. She thought it was a blast. It's funny. So Pelosi says, no, 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 we don't need any authorization. Obama can do whatever the hell he wants to in Libya. Whatever he wants to. No authorization initially and still not now. Is that your position? Yes. Hillary Clinton, we came, we saw he died. Ha! <laughs> This is why you cannot take these people seriously. This is why I'm encouraging the President, the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of State, stop entertaining these people with their questions. Stop engaging them. You're done. You did what you had to do. You have to do more, you'll do more. You've got your doctrine, the Trump doctrine. It's a rational doctrine given the the state of affairs in the world and given the American people and what they will tolerate now. You succeeded. You deserve all the credit in the world. I'll be right back. You hear me talk about Hillsdale College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum, about its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago, Hillsdale College was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom. I've also talked about the great Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College. He's one of the finest Americans I've ever known. And he explains that these four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, remain inseparable in the activity of education at Hillsdale College. He says, learning is difficult and takes more than talent. It takes hard work, which requires character. Freedom is essential for learning, but it is fragile and constantly under threat, so its principles must be studied by all for the sake of its defense. At Hillsdale, faith and learning are integrated toward God because he is the first authority. Folks, if you've ever wondered why I love Hillsdale College, now you know. Visit hillsdale.edu. That's hillsdale.edu for more information. 
Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Remember, that's hillsdale.edu, hillsdale.edu. Finn Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, uh, Tom Cott, senator from Arkansas, is a remarkable man. And he'll be on my programs this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Life, Liberty, and Levin. And we're going to talk about everything. Iran, impeachment, China, President Trump. This is a man who uh, went to Harvard from a little town in Arkansas. Went to Harvard Law School. 9-11 took place. He thought about dropping out of law school and joining the army. But friends of his in the army said, finish law school. I mean, what the hell? You started it, finish it, and then you can join. And that's exactly what he did, Mr. Producer. He'd gone to Harvard, finished Harvard Law School, then enlisted in the United States Army in the middle of the Iraq War. Well, at the front end of the Iraq War, actually. And he served and saw combat in Iraq. Served and saw combat. Here in the Bronze Star, Did you know that? Here in the Bronze Star. He also served in Afghanistan. He served overall two tours, total of five years, before eventually he would run for the House of Representatives. Now between his tour in Iraq and Afghanistan, it was part of what they call the Old Guard which watches, watches over the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And he had written a book about this. And these men who look over the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, you see them march there. 24-7, day in and day out. No matter the weather, no matter the day. They're meticulous in what they wear spit-polish their boots. It's inspiring. Because they're not really just looking over the tomb of the unknown soldier. They're looking over all the tombs at Arlington Cemetery. Tom Cotton is a remarkable man. He's the only senator, you'll remember, the vote was 98 to 1. One was not present to vote against the Iran deal. And that part of the deal that allowed for the Senate to have some oversight. But he said, look, this should be a treaty. I'm not going to participate oversight, no oversight. The fact is, this should be a treaty. And if it were a treaty, this wouldn't pass with two-thirds of the members present. We just got around the treaty clause. And where were all the great constitutionalists? They voted for it. 98 to 1, Tom Cotton voted no. 
Tom Cotton's been warning about the threat from China since before virtually anyone but the president. He's a remarkable young man. He's very tall, too, by the way. He's six feet, five inches tall. He will be my guest on Life, Liberty, and Levin for the full hour. He also serves on the Senate Intelligence Committee and the Senate Armed Services Committee, in addition to his own personal experience. We'll talk about the War Powers Act, whether it's constitutional or not. We'll talk about what the president has done. We'll talk about this non-binding resolution. We'll talk about impeachment. We'll talk about what the Senate should do. We're going to touch all these issues. He's also become one of the leading voices against anti-Semitism. And recently, he has condemned what the city of New York has done in terms of bail, or the lack of bail, and letting these recidivists, violent recidivists, back on the streets, where they go back and they attack these Hasidic Jews, among others, and the BDS movement. This is a real statesman. You know, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, they get all the attention. There's also senators who are much more flashy than Tom Cotton. I believe this gentleman has a potential candidacy for the Republican nomination, potential, in the future, for President of the United States. So I hope you'll watch this Sunday. Look, I can do a conga line of guests. Bing, boom, bomb, hot, hot, fast, and so forth. I'm not going to do it. This is a different show. It's Life, Liberty, and Levin. I know there's a lot of football out there. But you can record it, too. Because I think this is going to be a very, very important interview with Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton really has never had an opportunity to sit down for a full hour with anybody. Little hits here. So you don't really know him. president talks to him frequently for input and advice, as he does with many. And I think you'll see why he talks to Tom Cotton. I had never met Tom Cotton before. This will be the first time. He's been on my radio show a couple of times, but not that often. <clears throat> but uh, I hope you'll mark it down. You know, it's 48 hours away, so you might forget. But I think you'll like it a lot. Something different. Unlike Senator Maisie Hirono of Hawaii. It is amazing to me the individuals that some states and some congressional districts want to represent them in the nation's capital. This woman in particular, Maisie Hirono, is a buffoon of the First Order. Here she is talking about the impeachment trial. Cut one, go. So let's get back to what we really should be doing, which is, or focusing on, which is what kind of a trial are we going to have in the Senate? Is it going to be a fair trial or is it going to be a rigged trial? Allison, just as the president tried to rig his re-election by, you know, by trying to get the... Uh, no, no, let, let, let's just stop. She's such an idiot. 
Is it going to be fair? Is it going to be impartial? She's supposed to be a juror, right? This is her argument. What is she saying? Just as the president tried to rig the real, so she should recuse herself, right? Shouldn't she recuse herself? No. Just all the Republicans should recuse themselves, and the minority, the Senate, should be able to control the whole thing. Go ahead. And to go along with his political scheme, he's trying to, with the help of Mitch McConnell, rig the Senate trial. All right, idiot. We've had enough of you. I want to thank the people for Hawaii for sending us an idiot. Amy Klobuchar, no more talk about how she abused her staff on a regular basis. Remember that? Screamed at them. Caused some of them to cry and leave and so forth. No, no, no. We can't, we can't say too many nice things about Amy Klobuchar now because she's 7% in the polls or something. She's just terrific. Here she is on MSLSD. Cut to go. I have, I've been listening to my colleagues, um, personally talking to them, as well as hearing what they say publicly. And there are a few of them that have clearly indicated that they want witnesses. Well, that's going to be their moment, either before those articles come over or when they're there, where they better stand up and join us. Otherwise, it's going to be a sham. It's going to be a sham. See, you can't win. It's going to be a sham. Oh, boy. My son's going to be very upset, Mr. Producer. The drummer, Neil Peart, P-E-A-R-T, passed away. He was his biggest fan. Just pointing that out. The drummer for the band Rush, right, Mr. Producer? In fact, that guitar, he signed a guitar for my son years ago, and we have it framed on the wall. In the, in the bunker. Anyway, I'm just mentioning that because I just saw that on, uh, on television. Look who's back. Pramila Jayapal. Why? Nobody knows. But Pramila Jayapal's back. Congresswoman. Excuse me. Can't say woman. A Congress X. Or a Congress It. Or whatever. She's back. And she was on MSL to, uh, MSLSD today with Andrea Mitchell. Now there's a reporter of the old Russian school. Let's see how this went. Hat tip, right bar, cut three, go. What has she gained by waiting on transmitting the articles? Well, I think that it kept, it allowed Are they doing this to- interview in a cafeteria or something? Oh, it's Capitol Hill, I see. Go ahead focus on what the American people want, which is a fair trial. We were able to send American people don't want impeachment. Fair to, stop talking for the American people. You're one idiot Congress X. That's it. The American people don't know who Pramila Jayapal is. Trust me on this one. But she represents all of us. Isn't it funny how they sit there? The American people want... No, we don't. Go ahead. Over and over and over again. So in Mitch McConnell not giving in to any of our demands as yet, hopefully... Tell me, how many witnesses did the Democrats want during the Clinton impeachment trial? None. How many witnesses were there? None. None. By the way, don't waste your time with the other Sunday shows. Well, Mr. Secretary, 
What do you mean by imminent? Well, Mr. National Security, what do you mean by imminent? Well, Deputy Secretary of uh, DHI, what do you mean by imminent? What's imminent? Imminent? Imminent. 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 How many embassies? Three? Four? Two? How many are we talking about? This is the insanity of the left media. Insane. They have yet to bring forth people who have suffered from this monster. Family members who have suffered from this monster. They've yet to tell the story of this monster. They haven't told the story, other than he's like Martin Luther King. Isn't that what Chris Matthews said? To the Iranian people, he's like Martin Luther King. This idiot, Chris Matthews, knows what the Iranian people think. It's a police state. It's a closed society. But don't worry. Chris Matthews knows from his home in Potomac, Maryland, or McLean, Virginia. He knows. Dumb big moron. Let's go back to Adam Smith. Remember this guy, Adam Smith? What a coward. Tells Pelosi, it's time to send it over there. Remember all that? Well, he's interviewed by Jim Schuto, former Obama administration official. Cut four, go. You just said that you did have some disagreement about the timing of this. What's to be gained no, by waiting beyond today? No, I, sorry, I, I misunderstood the timing. I don't have a disagreement about the timing. I misunderstood the timing. No, I you don't understand. I uh, misunderstood the time. Is Adam's apples dropping down to his belly button? Oh, you don't understand. I miss. Nancy Pelosi took me into her and she whipped the hell out of me. Oh, yeah, mask and all. Oh, she told me. She gave me a what for? And uh, you don't understand, I misunderstood the timing. I, I don't have any disagreement with Nancy Pelosi. No, 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 I agree. Anything she says, I, I agree uh, with her. Go ahead. Strategy, I thought it was playing out sooner than it actually is. Okay. No, I support what the speaker is doing. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> this guy's such a punk. It's not even funny. Go ahead. I just wonder why. Like, why not send him over today if, if the record's Mitch McConnell I mean, has. here you have an Obama former official in CNN. He's send it over already. You look like fools. You're getting killed. Plus, you got Democrats running for president. They need some space. They need some oxygen. You guys, you're killing them off. This is the great strategist, Nancy. The media's telling them now, fix it, fix it, fix it. Go ahead. As in fact, as Manu said, he, he said he has no intention uh, of sharing details on the rules prior to receiving the articles. Well, I don't, I don't think there is a rush at this point. If it's next no, week, no. it's next week. Right. I think the speaker right. is absolutely right yes. to shine a bright light on the fact that yes. Mitch McConnell Boy, is not. Boy, do you kiss ass, you moron. You're unbelievable. Adam Smith, the people who are in his district, congratulations. Your real congressperson, excuse me, Congress X, is Nancy Pelosi. Hey, all right, the timing, oh, I misunderstood. The, time, the speaker's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. She reverses course. The speaker's still absolutely right. She's unbelievable. Tehran Nancy. Go ahead. A fair trial in the Senate. Won't even tell us what it uh, is. Oh, they want a fair trial in the Senate. Should there be due process? I don't think so. I mean, after all, there wasn't any in the House. I mean... Should the minority, the Democrats, have any rights? Yeah, they should have the same rights the minority had in the House, the Republic, which, is, which are none. So it's funny to hear these Stalinist acolytes now claim they're Jeffersonian Democrats. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Imprimus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership and extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Where did this hour go, Mr. Richards? Now, we've had the opportunity to have guests on this program, but these same guests have been on every other program. Have they not, Rich? Every program. And these are wonderful people. Don't get me wrong, but I've said, wait a minute. I'm not going to just do guests to do guests. So we don't do that here. Bill, listening on Sirius Satellite. Our great satellite, and uh, from California. How may I help you, sir? Hi there, the great one. Uh, it's a, it's an honor to to be able to speak to you. Thank you. I, the reason I'm calling, make it real short. Um, I have good friends that are Iranian, and uh, after the mass murder was killed, um, his they called back there to check on their family, see how things were going. They were all celebrating. So, uh, if he was not a hero amongst the common people from what I hear directly. And even the so-called journalists they send in there from the different networks and cable channels, they're only allowed to go where they're allowed to go. They're not going to homes and neighborhoods and communities that are celebrating quietly about what's taking place here. They're going to places where they're allowed to go. So we're not getting the full story, are we, sir? No, no, we are not. and We, never, we haven't for decades now. As, as you no, the know. media have lost all credibility. We know they lie to us. They, we know they advance an agenda. That's what they do. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. This is our two, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. In the third hour, I want to get to something I've been trying to get to, Second Amendment sanctuary cities. They're popping up all over the state of Virginia. The Democrats now control the capital in the state of Virginia, and they're on the move. And they're on the move with a hard left agenda. Some of you outside of Virginia might think, all right, so you have sort of moderate Democrat. No, it's a hard left agenda driven by the heavily populated metropolitan areas in Virginia, particularly northern Virginia. 
which is basically an appendage of Washington, D.C. and Maryland at this point. So I want to get to that. But first, believe it or not, it is possible that Bernie Sanders could be the nominee of the Democrat Party. I'm not saying he will be. But he's most popular in our college campuses. This guy's an old red throwback. That's what he is. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. But they protect him the way they protected Obama and his ties with domestic terrorists. So he's on the Today Show today. This would be NBC News, owned by Comcast. And listen to what this buffoon has to say. Cut seven, go. When you have a situation where, by the way, without any authorization from Congress, and you will recall that it, under our Constitution, it is Congress that determines issues of war and peace. I it is not Congress that determines issues of war and peace. Sometimes the enemy does. Uh, Let's step back here, because I'm really getting sick and tired of this and very, very fret. We don't have a parliamentary system, ladies and gentlemen. We actually have a president. We have an executive branch that is separate from Congress, a.k.a. our parliament. The president is not a member of parliament. That is, he's not a member of Congress. He's the leader of his party. President of the United States has specific powers under our Constitution, and there are customs and traditions that are aligned with those powers. What you're hearing from the radical libertarians is inaccurate. What you're hearing from the Marxists like Bernie Sanders is inaccurate. Congress doesn't have full sway when it comes to military action. It has the power not to make war, not to conduct war, not even to oversee war. It has the power to declare war. There are many military operations short of war. Short of an all-out war. That's a fact, and that's American history. That's a fact, and any person in the military will tell you that. Now, there may be, and are in fact occasions, when there probably should have been declarations of war. Korea, Vietnam, so forth. Got it. But those aren't examples that are relevant to what the president did. Period. And when you really drill down on this, who are the people who are making these arguments? There are people who want us to withdraw all American armed forces from complete theaters and regions of the world, such as the Middle East. Now, the consequences of that are dire. To completely remove American presence means we will not have American intelligence gathering anymore. We, just don't, we don't just do intelligence gathering through satellites and eavesdropping and so forth. We need human intelligence. And these will be the same people who will say our intelligence is so bad while they're blinding us to intelligence. Blinding us. These will be the same people after another 9-11 will say, what happened? What happened? And they're the ones who will call you a warmonger because you want to prevent war. You want to make sure America is safe and protected. This is common sense. You do it in your own home. You do it in your own business. You do it in your own community. 
And they claim to be American firsters. They claim to worry about America, Bernie Sanders and the Code Pink Republicans. And yet it's America's fault, you see. It's our presence that so irks the Islamo-Nazis in Iran to do what they do to us. But we don't have a presence in Lebanon, and they're there. There's a lot of places where we don't (laughs) have a significant presence. But these are ideologues. And national security and military decisions shouldn't be based on ideology. Period. No, Congress does not have control over military decisions. Congress has powerful tools that it can exercise against the executive branch or for the executive branch, separation of powers. Most notably, funding. Funding. But Congress has no active military role. None. It can debate issues. It can conduct oversight. It can declare war if it wishes to. But where did it, where did it become a constitutional fact that Congress has the upper hand? I would ask Mike Lee. I would ask Rand Paul. I would ask Bernie Sanders. I would ask anybody. When did that happen? And other than cherry-picking Federalist 69, they totally ignore Federalist 70, and they totally ignore the Constitutional Convention. I mean, why have a commander-in-chief? So, that's the first thing you need to understand, because this is out in the body politic, and it'll become fact even though it's fiction. And the only reason the media are so focused on my friend Mike Lee, they never go to Mike Lee when it comes to spending and budgets and the border stuff. Never. Why not? Because they don't agree with him. Or Rand Paul. Nobody seems to care what Rand Paul has to say, except when he projects his father's view of, of the military and national security, which is deadly. Which is deadly. Embrace the Trump doctrine rather than misstating it for ideological reasons. We kept Trump from going over to the brink. Trump was never going to the brink. Give the man some credit. He says exactly what he means. More than any other president I can remember. Ask him. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks. Unvarnished. So Bernie Sanders says Congress determines issues of war and peace. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Congress can declare war, but Congress doesn't make war. Congress doesn't run wars. Congress doesn't make battlefield decisions. Congress doesn't do any of that. Thank God. Can you imagine these knuckleheads? How would they run a war? Tell me, who would be in charge in Congress? I guess Pelosi on the House side. How would this work exactly? 
Not well. All right. Continue, please. Bernie Sanders. And when you assassinate a high-ranking official of a government, you unleash international anarchy. International anarchy? Doesn't it depend on who's killed? And we didn't assassinate anybody. This is an unlawful enemy combatant. This guy, this guy, Bernie Sanders, hates our country so much. There's not a single journalist who's ever asked him, what private sector company do you like? What private sector activity do you like? What is it about the Declaration of Independence? Now, he'll twist it into some Marxist pablum, but still, this is why Bernie Sanders is such a coward. He will not come on Levin TV. He will not come on my show on Westwood One, which is heard everywhere. Turn on satellite radio. Imagine the audience he could reach. He will not come on my Fox show. He hides. He goes everywhere but on my show. Today's show, easy interview. Mr. Producer, one more time. Will you reach out to his campaign and say I would like to interview him on any of my formats? Levin TV, Fox, radio. Any of them. For a full hour. He wants to be president of the United States. I'm a lot easier to talk to than Un over there in North Korea. Oi. Go ahead. United States can do that. Why can't other countries do that? So in other words, why can't other countries assassinate our leaders? I mean, after all, this Bernie Sanders, we assassinated theirs. Now, Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. Now, I want you to think about that. Why couldn't the Third Reich assassinate our leaders? After all, we sought to assassinate theirs. I mean, we took out Yamamoto. We assassinated him, their term. We targeted the plane he was on, and we blew it out of the sky. The head of the uh, Imperial Japan's Navy. Why can't they do that to us? I'll tell you why, you jackass. Because there's good and there's evil. And America is good, and these uh, governments are evil. You moron. God almighty. It's just... Cut eight, go. Last night, for the first time, the president revealed what he says was the justification for the attack on General Soleimani. Now, let's stop right here. Here is Savannah Guthrie, Today's Show, NBC. The president revealed his justification for killing this terrorist? Ladies and gentlemen, they sacked our embassy. Isn't that enough? No, but we want to understand what the word imminent means, you see. Excuse me. The same media that lied to us day in and day out wasn't so much parsing words back then when it came to Russian collusion. They took the arguments leaked to them by the FBI and others hook, line, and sinker. They weren't parsing anything. We need to know what the word imminent means. This is, this is a ruse. This is an excuse. And the administration should disengage and say, you know what? The word imminent means... Stick it. If you don't understand why we took out this massive monster and his terrorist activities, then you have a problem. I mean, I want you to think about these people. They want to disarm the American people, the overwhelming vast majority of whom have done nothing inappropriate with their weapons. They don't say, uh, why? Something imminent? No, no, no. Just do it. Do it. It'll make the world safer, right? Now we have a terrorist who's responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands. 
if not hundreds of thousands. What do you mean by the word imminent? Imminent? Was it imminent? Imminent. Imminent. So this is the kind of question they ask Bernie Sanders. Because they want to get to the bottom of Bernie Sanders thinking, no, they want to feed him a softball. Go ahead. Intelligence shows that multiple embassies overseas were being targeted by Soleimani. Do you believe him? Do you believe that intelligence? Now stop. So the, the question for Bernie Sanders is, do you believe Donald Trump and American intelligence agencies? And by the way, to those who say, and I hear it all the time, Mark, you didn't trust America's intelligence agencies. That's not true either. I haven't called for the elimination of the CIA or the Defense Intelligence Agency or any of that. FISA court yet. Yes, because the judges, of which there are a handful, are irresponsible. But the CIA is a massive enterprise. The Defense Intelligence Agency, a massive enterprise. How many times have we said we're talking about the people who run these places, not the men and women, the heroes who work for them? And yet you'll get people who say, I thought you didn't like this agency or that agency or whatever. Because they're deceiving. They're dissembling. But you're going to ask Bernie, this is a serious question from an NBC host, Savannah Guthrie. Do you believe the president? Do you believe the intelligence? Asking a Marxist buffoon? Go ahead. No. Uh, I've sat in a intelligence briefing, classified briefing, the day before. Where we had all of the top-ranking intelligence people, military people, and not one word of that was mentioned. So, is it true? I don't know. But we didn't hear it in the classified intelligence. Is it briefing. possible that it could be true? But Look, if you wouldn't about it there. The difficulty that we have, and I don't mean to be rude here, is we have a president who is a pathological liar. Now, see that. He will defend the Islamo-Nazi mass murder in Iran, but the president is a pathological liar. First of all, the president is not a pathological liar. You are, you POS. Your ideology, your phony promises, your entire life is a lie. Your entire life is a lie. You treat the president like gum on the bottom of your shoe, And you praised mass-murdering terrorist regimes. You praised Venezuela. Now you point to Denmark, of course. You had your honeymoon in Soviet Moscow. Pathological. You're a sick bastard. You really are. No wonder you won't come on and debate me. I would undress you for exactly what you are, an old red. Go ahead. So, could it be true? I guess it could be. Is it likely to be true? Probably not. And Why? Because I, I don't want it to be true. Because I, want, I, I don't want it to be true. I don't want America to be right. This is the problem with being a, a hardcore left-wing progressive statist. You cannot want America to be successful. Whether it's capitalism, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's the United States military, whatever it is. Because your goal is to destroy it and remake it into Marx's image. That's the bottom line. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? 
This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. And you've seen probably during part of the day, this Jackie Spear, Pete Buttigieg, among others, blaming the President of the United States. The President of the United States. For the Iranians shooting down the Ukrainian passenger airline. Because you see, if the President hadn't defended the United States and defended the American embassy... And made it absolutely clear that the Iranian terrorist regime is not to harm any Americans, diplomats. I thought the Democrats liked diplomats. They paraded them through the House Intelligence Committee during their phony impeachment coup. But apparently not if they're actually serving in dangerous areas. You're not to touch our diplomats, our military personnel, our citizens. That that caused a domino effect where the Iranians shot down a Ukrainian passenger jet and killed 100, what was it, 67 innocent human beings? Pete Buttigieg, Jackie Spear, and others are blaming the President of the United States. Pete Buttigieg isn't qualified to be mayor of Podunk, let alone President of the United States. And Jackie Spear... Congress was actually functioning, would have her ass kicked out of that body. But no, she'll be right back on CNN tomorrow. And I'll be right back in a minute. So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life Surge. Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance, growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then, yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs. Soul Surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge, Cincinnati, on Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets are on sale exclusively at lifesurge.com. I hope to see you there. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Now, let's face it. Most New Year's resolutions are hard to keep. 
You get more exercise, save more money. Well, I have a resolution that's easy to keep. Stop wasting time going to the post office and use stamps.com instead. With stamps.com, you can do anything you do at the post office right from your computer. Plus, stamps.com gives you something you can't get at the post office. Big discounts on postage. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Now, once your mail's ready, you just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. That adds up fast. So give yourself a resolution you can actually keep this year. Stop going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And my promo code, BUNKER, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, plus a digital scale. That's three pluses. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BUNKER. That's stamps.com, promo code BUNKER. Stamps.com, never go to the post office. Again, by the way, I've been meaning to mention this. You know when you write the date, you might put like today's date, 1 slash 10 slash 20, right Mr. Producer? Don't do it that way anymore. You want to put 1 slash, for this year, 1 slash 10 slash 2020. So nobody can add a digit. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't want people to put in there like, 2015, 2017, or two digits. 2005. When you leave it off with a zero like that, somebody who's looking to rip you off can do something of that sort. So I'm putting like 1 slash 10 slash 2020, so nobody can put like 1 slash 10 slash 2017 or something. Just a thought. Mark, what the hell are you talking about? Hey, That's what I'm going to do. You know, I kind of desperately want to get into more of these clips, but you're probably sick of the clips. You're probably tired of them. So I'll move on to a couple other issues here. But before I do, I want you to hear from Eric Holder. March 2012. Remember who Eric Holder was? I know. He was a lapdog for Obama. Before that, he was a lapdog for Clinton. He's a leftist, served as attorney general, did enormous damage to the country. But I want you to hear what he said as attorney general in March 2012 about the elimination of a senior operational leader of a terror group. You heard Nancy Pelosi. No, no. Obama doesn't need to tell us about what he's doing in Libya. And now this. Cut 17, go. It is entirely lawful under both United States law and applicable law of war principles to target, to target specific senior operational leaders of al-Qaeda and associated forces. This is not a novel concept. In fact, during World War II, the United States tracked the plane of Flying Admiral Osuruku Yamamoto, 
the commander of Japanese forces in the attack on Pearl Harbor and the Battle of Midway, and shot it down specifically because he was on board that plane. As I explained to the Senate Judiciary Committee following the operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the same rules apply today. Now, some have called such operations assassinations. They are not, and the use of that loaded term is misplaced. Assassinations are unlawful killings. Here, for the reasons that I have given, the U.S. government's use of lethal force in self-defense against a leader of al-Qaeda or an associated force who presents an imminent threat of violent attack would not be unlawful and therefore would not violate the executive order banning assassination or criminal statutes. Wow! How do you like that? Has this been played on any television show, Mr. Producer? Has this been played by any news journalist out there? Will it be played on the Sunday news shows? Maybe now that I've played it. Wow, imagine that. We have Nancy Pelosi saying in Libya, and we were fully in Libya, right up to our eyes. No need to consult with Congress or get any authority from Congress. The other day she pushes a non-binding resolution. Here we hear Eric Holder in 2012. An assassination? What are you talking about? I've made the same argument. I didn't know Eric Holder made it in 2012. How do you like that? Now I can tell you, Mr. Producer found this clip, that NBC News, ABC News, CBS News, the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost... They have a hell of a lot more researchers than I have. I have one researcher, me. And Mr. Producer is always looking for good clips. Right, Rich? And you found this on Twitter. So how come they can't find it on the news shows? They did find it. They ignore them, don't they? It's there for all to see. But they have narratives that they're pushing. I want to congratulate Lindsey Graham, who must be a regular listener and a reader of mine, and I appreciate it. He's now making comparisons between the Trump farm policy and speech and the Reagan farm policy. This is something we've tried to explain in the Trump doctrine and the peace through strength, and the president used that phrase last night in Ohio. There are many similarities, not exact. Donald Trump's his own man, has his own doctrine has his own presidency. But here you have two presidents in many ways approached approached these uh, challenges in very similar ways. Reagan never sent a quarter of a million troops anywhere. Period. Doesn't mean he wouldn't have. He would have if, if he needed to. They called him a warmonger too. One of the greatest peace presidents ever. Destroyed the Soviet Union. All right, I want to move on to a couple other things here before before we're done. It's Friday. I got things to get to here. And they're relevant to our lives. Michael Bloomberg's running for president of the United States. You may have heard this. I'm sure you've seen him. He spent like a couple hundred million of his own money. This guy spends a couple hundred million of his own money while talking about he supports a wealth tax. These guys, anyway, this is from the L.A. Slimes. 
California has been slowly erasing legal immigration status. This is from the L.A. Slimes. As a requirement for medical coverage under the state's health care program for low-income residents, allowing children in this month, young adults living in the U.S. illegally to enroll. Now let's stop there. The people of California are now paying for illegal immigrants who are children and young adults to get health care. My kids lived in California for some period of time. They just left and moved to Tennessee. They had enormous difficulty finding insurance, let alone adequate insurance. Enormous difficulty. The strain on the California budget and insurance market is enormous. And one day you folks in California are going to wake up and you're going to find that you can't get insurance or that your state needs to be bailed out because this is insanity. And if you're an individual living south of the border or anywhere in the world for that matter and you're hearing about this and word gets out you're heading for California. Milton Friedman was right. A libertarian I liked and admired and revered. And he said, you cannot have open borders in a welfare state. It will destroy your country. Now, they're not done. Listen to this. Here's the news. Democratic lawmakers expect Governor Gavin Newsom to embrace an effort to include seniors without legal status, illegal alien seniors in the state's Medi-Cal program, either in this new state budget or with his signature on new legislation. Hear that? In other words, all illegal aliens will be covered under state insurance. All illegal aliens will be covered under state insurance. This is shocking. Shockingly stupid. But this is exactly what they're going to do. Now, it's unsustainable as a financial matter. It's absolutely unsustainable. But they don't care. It's like the proposals that Bernie the Red makes. By the way, I meant to mention a little footnote here. Elizabeth Warren worked her way into Harvard and is a Harvard professor and pretty much her entire career lying about her ancestry as a Native American. Tom Cotton got into Harvard and Harvard Law School the old-fashioned way, merit. He never claimed to be an American Indian. And yet he got there anyway. Big difference between those two people, don't you think? I'll be right back. Mud Lovin. ExpressVPN is the software that I and thousands of you, many of my fans, use every day to protect our data online. The time since I started using ExpressVPN 
hacking methods have grown much more sophisticated. As an individual internet user, you don't need an IT department, not like you could actually afford one anyway. To protect you from online threats, what you do need is ExpressVPN. I've been talking about them on my show for so long now that you already understand why encrypting your network data is so important. But some of you still have not acted. Now why is that? I've been thinking about this. Maybe you're thinking that security threats don't affect you personally. But of course, that's the wrong way to think about this. For example, not using ExpressVPN is like leaving your front door unlocked every time you go out. Sure, nothing might happen for years. When a break-in does happen, it's devastating. One of the easiest ways to secure your internet data is with ExpressVPN. You click one button on your computer or smartphone and you're protected. So my only question is, why are you waiting? Don't wait anymore. Protect yourselves. The best is ExpressVPN. That's ExpressVPN. And visit my special link right now. ExpressVPN.com slash mark. ExpressVPN.com slash mark. And you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Protect your internet today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. Go to expressvpn.com slash mark to get started. You ready for the next shoe to drop? I just told you what. (coughs) Can you dump that, please? All right, I told you what's going on in California. Not to be outdone, there's New York from our friends at Breitbart. New York Democrats moved to register, listen to this, illegal aliens, non-citizens, to vote unless they opt out. Now, I checked this with the president of Landmark Legal Foundation, Pete Hutchison, and he said it's true. And we're figuring out ways to try and fight this. New York State Senate Democrats have advanced a plan. Listen that will automatically register to vote all residents who apply for a driver's license, which now includes non-citizens and illegal aliens, unless they affirmatively opt out. Now you can see where this is headed, and you can see why they're doing this. Who in this country benefits from voter fraud? The Democrat Party. This is why they don't want the rolls checked. This is why they don't want identification photo cards. This is why they claim that any state that has a modicum of an effort to try and control this process is racist. Because lawlessness benefits the left. Lawlessness benefits the Democrat Party. They're trying to tear down what exists. Senate Democrats in New York passed legislation that will automatically register all residents who obtain driver's licenses. Illegal aliens are able to obtain driver's licenses unless they check the opt-out box before applying for a license. Oh, boy. They check the opt-out box. Okay. Well, my attitude is this. If they want a battle in the States, they ought to get a battle in the States. Pardon me. 
And this is why the next hour, hour three of this program, is important. If they want these fights, then they need to be fought. Look what they're doing. These votes, if they do this in New York, will affect our national elections. And this stuff catches on because the groups that support this and the billionaires that fund these activities go from state to state to state to push their agenda. Shouldn't this be receiving enormous attention? I mean, this is an effect that's at the disenfranchisement of legal voters. But they don't care. The Democrat Party press is all for this. It is amazing how Republicans ever win. To be perfectly blunt, I have people who feel so confident Donald Trump's going to win. Do you know, not understand the corruption that has been institutionalized in many of these states? He not only has to win, he has to win relatively big. So when they do all these recounts and everything else, we have to have what I guess I would call a voter fraud percentage that we have to overcome. And then when you raise this, you're attacked. You can't prove... You can't prove all these people illegally voted. Well, of course it's difficult, since the same party that's doing it controls the whole process. They won't clean their voter rolls. They won't vet the voters. It's incredible how they're destroying this country. Now, when this sort of thing, these sanctuary cities, as an example, was was taking off, I got to thinking a few years back. And I want to remind you, because this is important, because we can fight back, and we can actually fight back with the Constitution on our side. Sanctuary cities for illegal immigrants, including illegal immigrant criminals... They can blow off the federal government and nullify federal law, and they don't even have a constitutional statutory basis to do it. They're like the old Confederates. Well, how about sanctuary cities for other purposes? Purposes that support the Constitution and liberty. Please, the next hour is very important. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello America, Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 100,000 gun owners to fight new Virginia bans in the newly Democrat-controlled Commonwealth of Virginia. Gun owners and people who don't own guns but who believe in the Constitution, including the Second Amendment, aren't going to sit still. They want to be heard. As of tonight, in Virginia... Virginia has 124 sanctuary government entities, 90 counties, 12 cities, 22 towns. Second Amendment sanctuary government entities. 
where the sheriffs and the town councils have said the United States Constitution applies to us and there's not a damn thing Richmond, Virginia can do about it. And if the left can use sanctuary cities for illegal purposes that violate the rule of law, that violate the federal constitution and violate state constitutions, well, we'll use sanctuary cities and towns and counties to uphold the Second Amendment and uphold the federal constitution. Now, where did they get this idea, Mr. Producer? This program is about, among other things, ideas. I think that's why you're here. It's about ideas. That is why we were with the Tea Party on the cutting edge. It's about ideas, among other things. This idea of Second Amendment sanctuary towns was first enunciated, at least on radio, by me. April 25, 2017, almost three years ago. Cut 18, go. The bottom line is he ruled that Congress can only determine whether funds are to be cut off from, from these cities and states and counties and all the rest of them who are a sanctuary, uh, self-identified as sanctuary entities, that the president doesn't have that authority without the statutory authority of Congress. And I got to thinking, wow, now if I were a Republican governor, a Republican mayor, I think there's some of those, I would take that decision and go to town with it. Whether it's transportation funds or housing funds, if that's the rule, then it doesn't just apply to immigration and sanctuary cities. It applies to the Second Amendment. It applies to, to whatever. Anytime the feds pass a law or there's some regulation, or even with existing law, that you believe interferes with the Second Amendment, you should state, I am a Second Amendment sanctuary state. I am a Second Amendment sanctuary city. And we have all these wonderful liberal Obama district court decisions which say that I don't have to listen to federal law. Now that'll put an end to what's going on quickly. Several other occasions I encouraged the same activism on behalf of liberty and your Second Amendment constitutional rights under the federal constitution and quite frankly under the Declaration of Independence. November 30, 2017. Cut 19, go. I think I'm going to create a sanctuary city, a sanctuary from the laws against the Second Amendment. See, we can do this too. I've talked about this before. How about we have a mayor somewhere that says, you know what? I'm a sanctuary city on the Second Amendment. Anybody who opposes the laws that are being passed, the court decisions, come to such and so city. We're a sanctuary city when it comes to that. We're going to nullify these court decisions too. It's exactly what's taking place in Virginia, and it'll take place all across the country. Reminds me when I wrote the book Liberty and Tyranny, which came out at the same time of the rise of the Tea Party movement. It's a book I had written 16 months before. takes time to get it published, printed, into the stores. There's a coincidence, happenstance. 
This is an important movement. This Second Amendment movement. Tyranny is tyranny, whether it's in the states, towns, federal government, what have you. Paul Bedard had an excellent story yesterday at the Washington Examiner. About 100,000 gun owners to fight new Virginia bans. They have rallied at county and town meetings for gun sanctuaries. And yesterday began bombarding state Democratic lawmakers in Virginia. Eager to use their new majority in Richmond to push through new restrictions and bans. Now it's time. Now we're going to melt down their phones, explode their inboxes on their email. We're going to bombard them more than they've been bombarded, said Phil Van Cleve, president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, which is leading the gun sanctuary movement. On Thursday, he issued an alert to supporters to start lobbying lawmakers in Richmond against gun control. He said that the new anti-gun laws from Democrats are pouring in like a waterfall. Later this month, this group is also organizing its annual (coughs) lobbying day. It's expected to draw dozens of buses full of supporters from around Virginia, as well as from 13 states as far away as Texas, Florida, and Connecticut. They picked the, this is a quote, they picked a fight with a set of people who were tired of it. He says, we're tired of being the whipping boy. Every time somebody shoots up a bunch of people in a gun-free zone, they come after us. We're tired of it. We're fed up. We're not giving up anymore. We're not the problem, he said. Now his group and another organization, Gun Owners of America, have helped to spark a pro-gun movement in Virginia that did not exist before Democrats swept the November 2019 elections. Again, actually, and respectfully, I say, that idea was spoken right behind this microphone, wasn't it, Mr. Producer? And that's what I do. Ideas in defense of liberty. Ideas in defense of the Constitution. In the two months since, they led the sanctuary movement that has won approval in 94% of the state of Virginia. 94% of the state of Virginia. He estimated that over 100,000 gun supporters have flooded into those county and state meetings held to debate gun control and sanctuaries. Now, he expects those and more to respond to his alert and target pro-gun control lawmakers. Van Cleve told Paul Bedard that the movement in Virginia grew fast, in part because the state had been one of the most pro-gun And those who took that for granted were rocked awake by the new bid to impose gun controls, including bans on modern sporting rifles and universal background check. It was different when it hit Virginia, he said. Virginia's been a very free state for a long time. This is where freedom started. It's ironic that it's coming here, and I think that's another reason that people are looking at Virginia, saying our freedom started here and we'll be damned if it ends here. The Second Amendment Sanctuary Movement started here, actually, behind this microphone. And I want to thank all those sheriffs, all those mayors, all those city councils, all those county supervisors in the state, 
here and I hope throughout the country for taking a stand for the Constitution. You'll be ridiculed, you'll be brutalized, but you're doing the right thing. And I, for one, stand with you. Probably the only one even talking about it. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Well, Mr. Producer, how about suggesting a caller to me, a great American, no doubt. Yep. Oh, our friend Ali, the uh, former Syrian from Houston, KTRH, right? Yes, sir. How are you, Ali? Great. So honored to talk to you, my friend. My pleasure. Okay. I want to continue what I said yesterday about this evil guy. Mm-hmm. The evil I guy, this is Soleimani, who was, uh, who was sent to the next world. Hopefully, our troop and our president will take Nasrallah, too, because he's another evil in Middle East. Okay? Mm-hmm. You wanna, I want to say a word, probably will be shock you. You know, we as a Syrian people, we wish the Jewish state take over Syria in 1948. We'll be better than, you know, what they are right now. That's a shocking statement. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I went to Syria after nine years, about uh, two months ago. Um, my friend, you will be shocked what you see over there. And I hope for our president, you know, and we'll do something about it to help the Syrian there's, gen- there's genocide of the worst order taking place in Syria. Worse than genocide, my friend. I cannot yes. explain it. How bad is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But again, I want to say God bless our president and bless our troops. And... God bless America, my friend. We have a great country, and we hope to keep it a great country. Thank you, Ali. God bless you, too, my friend. Who's next, Mr. Producer? KDWN Kdon in Las Vegas. Danny, how are you? I need to get back to Las Vegas. I miss Las Vegas. How are you? Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. I'm great. Yes. Uh, my wife has been a legal... Yeah. Did we lose Danny, Mr. Producer? His wife has been legal. Magna. Hold on now. We got you legal. back, Danny. Start over again. Legal. Legal, She's right. legal permanent resident. All right. Intelligent woman, graduated magna cum laude from UNLB in her graduate school. Mm. And I'm looking at this like, okay, illegals get the right to vote. And this woman who has a more educated background has no right to vote. Why are we not addressing the legal permanent residents in this situation? Why? Yeah. Are they citizens? I don't hear from that. Are they citizens? She's not a citizen. Well, a that's your answer. Legal. That's your answer. That's the answer? Yep. Okay. I know, I, know, I know it's tough, but, you know, you need to be a citizen to vote. Okay, now, but illegal, an illegal can vote. Sorry, legal, illegal, schmiegel, schmegegel. You got to be a legal American citizen to vote. Did she not know that? She knows that. But okay, why so are... look, I'm not interested in changing it. I'm interested in protecting it. Why are they going to give the vote to illegal? Well, they shouldn't. Uh, exactly. Okay, we agree. Thank you for your call. 
Let us go, and I see the list now. Steve in New York on Long Island, the great WABC. Go! Hi, how are you? I wanted to make uh, a point about the impeachment trial and the resolution, but I'll quickly throw in that any state that does what New York does and lets illegals get driver's license, Trump, when this impeachment is over, he should do an executive order that no state that has sanctuary policies that give licenses to illegals, none of their driver's licenses should be valid for ID for any federal purpose. And I like that. And also when it comes to voting, uh, he and his uh, Department of Justice sort of look at the um, various civil rights legislation that's on the books over the decades and see uh, how allowing people like this to water down the vote of citizens in this country if that's not a civil rights violation. Because once you do that, the, even though it's going to inconvenience me with passports and all the other stuff, that will be enough of an outrage to get people to start saying that their state has to change this crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to my original point. Yes, sir. Um, on the it, one place where I disagree with you on the mm-hmm. impeachment trial is I think Nancy Pelosi only wants to, and all she's going to get out of this impeachment is the ability to bash the Republicans and the Senate and accuse them of, you know, corruption support. But she can Trump. do that now, right? But what I think and he, she is what what McConnell needs to do is. He has to make sure that they get no better rights than was the case in the House impeachment with those. But didn't I say that, Mr. Producer, early on? I thought I said that. They should get the same rights as the Republicans had in the House, which is none. Because if you don't, it's going to encourage all future Democratic houses to do these sham impeachments Mm -hmm. for, for political purposes. So we agree on that. I didn't hear that earlier. No, I was you're, on and off. I agree 100 percent with you. Okay. In terms of the resolution, not only is it so blatantly unconstitutional, it is stupid because it then sets this country up for other countries to say that we violate even our own laws for taking any military action without mm-hmm. authorization from the House of Representatives. Can you imagine if we had signed up, and I'm sure the left would love it, the Bernie Sanders, some international court, an international criminal court, and they're watching the Democrats in the House talking about how Trump is violating the law, he's violating this, he's violating that. What's to stop them from taking up the case? Exactly. If we were a member state. And and for for lawsuits, for any time we've used military action, even one thing, they would say requires authorization. And and one of the chief arguments would be it violates U.S. law, much less Mm -hmm. international law. And you you can't let something like that stand. It's ridiculous. But it's the very reason why it's unconstitutional, because they get to declare war. They don't get to manage um, use of the military. That's what the commander-in-chief is for. Exactly. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Can you imagine Congress running our wars? Do you really think the framers of the Constitution were that stupid? Of course not. Anthony, Post Falls, Idaho, XM Satellite, go. Oh, hey, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, what you do. Love your show, love your books. Uh, I'm I'm out here in God's country where... We don't mess with the Second Amendment. I mean, we just hold that in high esteem. 
You know, when I heard about this Virginia thing, my thought was, my goodness, didn't we get the Second Amendment from the Declaration of Rights out of the Virginia colony at the beginning? Well, it, it didn't really come there, but it came out of the states, and Virginia was one of them because uh, yeah, we, the Virginia Declaration of Rights absolutely the predecessor to the Declaration of Independence. You're quite right, just by a few weeks. And you're quite right, but I'll tell you that it was the states would never have ratified the Constitution but for a number of these issues that they raised, including the right to bear arms. And what's interesting about the Second Amendment, the left is so ignorant. They say, no, 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 they meant a well-armed militia. Well, what they meant by a well-armed militia was that the colonies, the former colonies, now the states, could have their own military. And as such, this militia could be used to defend it against a federal government should the federal government become oppressive. They don't even know what they're saying, these people. It's so hilarious. All right, my brother in Idaho, Anthony, thank you for your call. Not really my brother, you know, brother in, in spirit. I'll be right back. Within speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Imprimus for free every month, or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning character, faith, and freedom without government interference. In no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. To learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. All right, Mr. Producer, may I have a caller, please? Who? 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 Amon in D.C., the great WMAL. How are you? I'm all right, sir. And first, I want to say thank you for taking my call. And also, thank you for taking me to class every day when I listen to you. You teach me so much that I try to spread it to my other black American friends. But unfortunately, they just don't listen. You're very, very kind. Thank you, sir. No problem. And and I just want to speak about how illegal immigration really hurt the black community. You know, they and nothing's wrong with hardworking people who want to actually earn a dollar, but when illegals come into a black neighborhood, because that's how they're not going to Beverly Hills, they're not going to Georgetown, they're going to areas where they can get in. And unfortunately, it's low-income areas that's mostly populated by, you know, black Americans. Mm-hmm. And the resources are already spread thin. They just spread them thin even further. And that's why I try to explain to people how illegal immigration really hurts the black community. When you look at our schools, our housing, and things of that nature, we don't have enough to go around as it is, but then we have to share with a group of people who, A, are supposed to be here, and B, they really have to undercut us when it comes to wages and, and our, our social service and social networks to actually uh, move along. That money that's 
pretty much belongs to that community. I could not agree with you more. I could not, and I don't understand why there isn't more outrage about this in minority communities in the inner city, quite frankly. Not over ethnicity, obviously, and race, but it has a direct economic impact on wages, on job opportunities. You could not be more correct, sir. Tell you what, I want to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Thank under you. one condition, yes, sir. That, you'll, that you'll call again. Yes, sir, I will. All right, and thank you very, very much. Appreciate it. All right. Bob in Virginia. <clears throat> Excuse me, the great WMAL. Go. Evening, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for what you provide every evening in terms of education and analysis. And thank you particularly for addressing the situation here in Virginia as it pertains to firearms. I've got two mm-hmm. questions for you. Yes, sir. Uh, first question, um, and this is, I'll start with an analogy. You know, after the Civil War, when the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments were passed, they were passed in large part specifically to protect and enfranchise the freed slaves. Mm-hmm. The 14th Amendment says specifically that no state shall make or enforce laws that abridge the privileges and immunities of citizens of the United States. Mm-hmm. Despite that, it took almost 100 years, including civil rights legislation, to really provide that protection in a functional way. And so my question, based on that analogy, is mm-hmm. do you think that the federal government has the power to pass what would, in a sense, be preemptive legislation um, to protect the Second Amendment rights of American citizens in states like California, New York, and now Virginia, where those are threatened. Yes, I think the federal government does have that right to preempt preempt states. In other words, to enforce the Second Amendment. Precisely. To pass statutes to enforce the Second Amendment. Yes, I do. Thank you for your call, my friend. Sean from New York, the great WABC. Go. Uh, Thank me. God bless us. How am I? What's going on? Sean Hannity, it is a pleasure. You know... You know, I want everybody to know something Uh-oh. about Mark Levin. Oh, jeez. Now, 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 don't, don't interrupt me. When I put you on my TV show, I give you like eight minutes. I ask one question, and then I yes. start like tweeting because yes. you go on for eight minutes. And if I, the one time I interrupted you, you get off. I'm not done yet. I'm like, okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> no. So you but I don't are, talk about you personally. No, because you're in a group. Let me tell Mark Levinites, if you will. We are so lucky to have the constitutional brain of Mark Levin oh in troubled times like this. You have been... This isn't a setup call. I want everyone to know. All right, shut up. Can I finish? All right, go Ask ahead. Me. Go Can ahead. Yes. You have been a national treasure. You wrote in one of your books that this is a post-constitutional America, and I paid very close attention to that. And you have done the country such a service by taking all of this knowledge that you've accumulated over the years with your study. And I've, I've been with you when you're writing your books. And if people could only see the mess that you create an entire room or two with papers spewed all over the place in this pile and that pile and that pile and this pile. It is an enormous amount of work that you do in terms of research. But, you know, I'm looking at this moment, Mark, in history – And we talk about this privately a lot because we're best friends, even though some people wouldn't believe it. Um, This is not your usual, quote, tipping point. We're on the brink election. This is it. 
-hmm. Next week, we are going to go through something that is so repulsive and so disgusting and so unjust and so lacking in due process and equal justice and equal application of our laws and such hypocrisy and such a, a disconnect from reason, rational thinking, intellectual thinking, and, and common sense. We're going to go through it. We are now 298 days away, and the American people will decide whether we're going to go with the socialistic redistribution, absolutely predictable failure model of socialism, uh, statism, or we're going to remain a free country. And you're fighting every day. I'm fighting every day in our own way. We all contribute. Every one of your listeners, I want to say this to them. We need you. We need you in 298 days. If you just go out and vote, do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's all hands on deck. And you're leading the fight every day, especially on the legal front, which is your wheelhouse. And I just want to say thank you. You're, I appreciate well, all you're doing for the country. Well, listen, I, I feel exactly the same way about you and what you do. I don't know how you have the energy that you have, but uh, you're the num- Let me say this because it's not said. What's you're that? the number one person with the number one show on cable news. And you've been week after week, month after month. Year after year, I don't know if people know how difficult that is to sustain. And I'll tell you why I think that is. year in a row. But you know what, Mark? It's not about me. It really isn't. But hold on. Let me just finish my thought. I'll tell you why I think that is. Because you're not a snob. You don't you don't look down at people. By the way, what a compliment. Hannity, you're not a snob. No, this is is important. You're relatable. You explain things that affect people. And cause people to think and cause people to act. This is very, very important. And this is one of the reasons why other media outlets try to take you out. This is one of the reasons, and you're the biggest target of them all. This is one of the reasons why Media Matters tries to attack you. Why CNN and others try to attack you. Buzz this and buzz that. Because they want to eliminate you. They do attack me. You know what, Mark? This is one thing we have in common, and... You know, we're very blessed to have these microphones. We're very blessed to get in front of our camera. The only thing I'll take a little bit of pride in is that I, I drove you nuts, and I would not stop. I was unrelenting. What do you mean past tense? Still do from exactly. time to time. To make, to make, I want everyone to know, I, I, I harassed Mark to do radio and TV to the point where he said, I'll do it, just leave me the hell alone. Which is true. And isn't the true Sean Hannity, you still do that to get me on TV, don't you? Be honest. Yes. You're a pain in the, you know what, to get you on TV. Mark, I need you. Come on. We need to, tonight's your night. It's a wheelhouse night. We need you. Come on. I don't want to do it. Uh, Then you end up doing it. But I do it. But you know what? How lucky are we? This is still, this is the last great hope for man on this earth. Reagan was right. We are only one generation away. Freedom is only one generation away from extinction. We are, without the United States, Mark, the world is screwed. We are the single greatest country God gave man. The American people, all the people in those red states get it. You get it. I get it. And I'm praying to God in heaven above that in 298 days we preserve it. What they have done to our president and this country is 
repulsive. Diabolical. It is diabolical. Uh, Mark, how do you ignore? You got to help me. I can't understand it. Number one, how do you possibly think that giving mullahs in Iran that chant death to America and and oppress their people and would strap bombs on their own kids to kill Israelis or Americans, uh, a nuclear weapon. How do you give those idiots $150 billion in cash and other currencies? I don't know. Now, listen, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go. Listen, listen. Quo and ignore Joe. I'm not giving you the billion. How? I'm going to have to go soon, but before we do, you didn't ask me to do this. Who's on your show tonight? Are you on your show tonight? I'm on my show. I'm on my set. Yeah, who's on the show tonight? I'm actually in the green room. So yeah. we have a very big show tonight, as always. Uh, why don't you make... Well, we have Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram sat down with the president today. Yeah. Uh, we have Alan Dershowitz on tonight. We have Louis Gohmert on tonight. We have Ryan Priebus on tonight. Wow. We're doing some great work and research. Um, I'm going to ask the Levinites to do one favor for me, if you don't mind. They will. Is that okay? Yep. I want every Levinite to call in and say, Mark, do Sean's show every Thursday oh. night. Every Thursday night at 930, oh. do Sean's show. What? But listen, not, we're going gonna to watch you tonight, though, and your wonderful guests <laughs> on uh, listen, oh, 9 p.m. No, Eastern. We have, I think we have a chance. To I've got 30 seconds. Down. We have a chance to change this country forever and to lock down some significant protections in the next four years yeah we need to protect ourselves and our children it's not about mark from the left our families listen i just had a birthday dude i'm getting old yeah and you know what you are listen i gotta go we're gonna watch you tonight on fox in 15 minutes coming on next thursday yes or no tell me now tell me i'll talk to you later listen to me god bless you have a wonderful weekend take care of yourself buddy all right i'm gonna watch it tonight i hope you will too he called in out of the blue, honest to God. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. To be honest, what Sean is lobbying me to do is a Thursday appearance on his show, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday. And I've been resisting that. But I do try to come on when I think it is most propitious and helpful for the cause of liberty and in defense of the president against the uh, unconstitutional assault and the effort to uh, remove him from office. Just to close that circle. Ladies and gentlemen, last chance for the Chaminade Christmas and holiday sale. As you can imagine, time's running out on Chaminade's best promotion of the new year. Imagine the double chin and turkey neck gone with the famous Genesel breakthrough jawline treatment with MDL technology. Order now, get the classic Genesel for eye bags and puffiness. Absolutely free, plus Genesel's immediate effects for results in 12 hours. Look 10, 15, even 20 years younger right before your eyes. Guaranteed or 100% of your money back. Call 800-SKIN-604 or go to Genesel.com, 800-SKIN-604. Your order today includes Genesel XV anti-wrinkle treatment and will be upgraded to priority shipping for free. Order now and get a surprise gift just for ordering today. Order now, 
800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. President's had a hell of a good week. He eliminated a massive terrorist. I cannot tell you how appreciative I and so many millions of you are for what he has done. And I'll tell you something else. Millions of people in the Middle East, too, and around the world. And he's run circles around Tehran Nancy, who looks like a bigger fool than she has in the past. And she is one damn big fool. Every Friday in America, in honor of you.
right, the week's officially over. The week begins right now. Please don't forget, this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. You're going to love it. You can also DVR it and watch it later. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and all you folks who protect us. Mr. President, you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And good night, Dad, Mom, and Leo. God bless. <laughs>